Hey, good morning, motivators. Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today, I believe, is the 29th of December, 2020. So we're creeping ever closer to the new year, 2021. Lots of folks are looking forward to that. You know, fresh start, the opportunity just to uh, improve, to uh, bid farewell to this very unfortunate year in a lot of ways. Of course, discussed all these things in previous podcasts, so I'm not going to get into politics or current events too much. I have a uh, an interesting. I, I have had the opportunity over the Christmas break, nice four day weekend here. And by the way, Christmas was awesome. Let me just get this out of the way. Just my family relaxing, making meals, enjoying our time together. I carved. We had some recreation. Got out there, took some walks, cleaned up the house a little bit. Got the spruced up the garage. Got a lot of nice little gifts for Christmas. Very thoughtful things for my family. Gave as many. Uh, just spent a lot of quality time with the people that I love. We Zoomed. Did a Zoom categories. Um, otherwise, just kind of uh, got a lot of paperwork done in preparation for you know the new year and And this week, this is going to be a busy week for for me, even though it's abbreviated. i got three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's going to be real busy. Okay, today is going to be non-stop. Thankfully, I'll have a staff member uh, in the morning. Angie was on vacation last week, so, so that'll be good. Really get me efficient, get some things done today. And then on the, after Wednesday, I'll have another four-day weekend, and we'll be looking at that new year. So, I'll, listen, I'm excited for it. I know that there's uh, pushback a lot of times when people say, "Oh, I can't wait to the new year. What are you gonna? What's your New Year's resolution?" <laughs> people get disgusted at that when you say New Year's resolution because uh, it's just so pathetic. These people make them and then they don't do anything with them. That's the stereotype, or at least that we fall short from our New Year's resolutions, which, of course, we never would want to do. Listen, I give people as much of an opportunity to change as they need. So if it takes a new day, another the next sunrise, um, a new week, a new year, then... Uh, what better time? It's a restart. People have been doing this since we've been people. Uh, maybe tomorrow will be a better day. You know, we just have to hope, pray to God, so we get a break. Because that sucked, right? <laughs> so, 
So I wish everyone a happy new year as we work towards that. So I've been, I've had some opportunity to really uh, listen to some good philosophy over the break here, over Christmas. I might have mentioned already, there's this dude, Joshua, G-O-S-C-H-A, Bach. He's a German guy. He's an AI dude. Yeah, that's for artificial intelligence. Just a really smart guy. I guess he grew up kind of off the grid a little bit. His parents were artists. So he just didn't have shit to do except nature and books. So he read the hell out of some books. Just became intensely interested in in things, in all things. And turns out he's a brilliant motherfucker. Okay, this guy speaks in foreign tongues. He's a German robotic sounding guy, but yet quite interesting. Extremely interesting. And so we're at the the podcast, we're asking all these important questions about the big questions of life. You know, why are we here? What's going on? What's the nature of consciousness? And so on and so forth. So, this dude, he came on uh, the Lex Friedman podcast, and that was a real good one. There's some quotes that I can read you in a moment about that. And then, uh, over the last couple days, I've been listening to podcasts with um, Tim Ferriss and Gabor Mate. The latter of whom is an MD and a palliative care doctor, and now then he focused for many years on addiction. And he's got some interesting points of view. So let me see if I can dig up some of these things that I had written down. So Matei, he is a, Gabor Matei is a, an MD, he's French. that sound right? French-Canadian maybe? Palliative care, which means he helped people with intractable disease processes that eventually were, you know, on their way out, these folks. And... He had to find ways to try to ease their pain and help them deal with some end-of-life issues, you know? Just, what now? What next? Oh, my gosh. So, he was pretty good. He was unorthodox. He describes himself as unorthodox in that sense, where he uh, he would do whatever it took. He would, he would spend a lot of time talking with people and having deep conversations about everything and he said in many cases it was very cathartic for people it was very helpful to them he talks about this thing this concept called the stupid friend when he references addiction he said that he's frustrated because the medical definition of, of addiction is that uh, 
it's anything, any any substance, any activity, thing that you do, something that you do that might have served you well at some point. There might have been a benefit to a drug or uh, an activity. Maybe it was uh, exercise addiction. You know, there's clear benefits to exercise. Well, maybe feel vital and strong and fast and all these things, but then exercise too much, become addicted, or sex, all right, well, sex is great, it feels we can can uh, produce uh, our young, we can display our love, we can overdo it, <laughs> literally, or, of course, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, which, as I've said, has touched my life recently with the loss of a good friend. There, that substance for my buddy Z. At one point, I mean, uh, we some of our greatest memories were hanging out, cutting loose, uh, paddling down uh, the Cedar Creek in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, let's say, with a cooler full of beer and Wawa subs and just one another, just in nature. On a hot day, you're paddling down a cool creek. It's an awesome feeling. So we use these substances, have that cold beer and uh, some friends and fellowship. We really endeared this behavior. We we drove um, home this behavior. Reinforced it. Because it served us back then. This is, you know, young. It helps you drop your inhibitions and relax, have a great time. And then after you're done, you laugh, carry on, have a hoot and holler and good time. Then rest up and you do that again as soon as you possibly can. So this is an old friend, you know, uh, alcohol for, for myself and for anybody who I grew up around. It was a big part of it. And we all had a lot of great times. We all had some down, some terrible times. Uh, let's say somebody lost their license or someone broke up with their fiance or got in a fight with a good friend. Or, you know, so sometimes you do stupid shit, especially early on. But once you learned how to use that substance responsibly for lack of a better term um, it's like a friend but it's a stupid friend because the friend we, we you keep the friend around like my buddy Z's case you keep this friend around from fucking I don't know 1990 <laughs> you know 1994. That was the peak of our, our use and, and our good times and all that. You still keep this friend around like it's, it's it has an application these days when it doesn't. You know? You want to have a couple beers? Cool. You want to drink a half gallon of vodka? Not cool. 
That's a stupid friend. Stupid friend that doesn't know whether or not it's it's even needed anymore. It's welcome. And so, what Matei, his recommendation is to say, okay, thank you so much. Like, thank that whatever it is, that stimulus. Whether your poison is alcohol or drugs or um, porn or the internet, whatever the hell you were addicted to. Thank it for the joy that it had to bring you and the application that it had once upon a time. But then let it go. Say goodbye to it. You know, because it's it's foolish to think that this is something you still need to be doing, the way you still should be behaving. It's just there's the problem, the definition and an important aspect of his definition of addiction is that that sub that's something that served you that stimulus that was useful to you once upon a time but no longer is and now there are negative consequences but you keep doing it so we're not footloose and fancy free without skin in the game it's not 1990 and we're in the middle of our high school years freshman sophomore year where this sort of behavior is acceptable. Now we all have things to do. We've got relationships to maintain. We've got jobs to keep. We've got uh, people who depend upon us. And so we need to let go of that stupid friend. And by no means am I referring to the stupid friend as um, as my buddy that I passed, that, that recently passed, drank himself to death. I'm referring to the stimulus, the substance, the booze, the behavior. Matei also went on to talk about how uh, far from being primarily a genetic phenomenon, addiction, uh, people who say, oh, well, you know, we're, I, have, I have it in the family, it's a genetic predisposition. Well, there can be that. There can certainly be a genetic predisposition to addictive behavior, but the environment is extremely important to express that behavior. And so what kind of, he talks about uh, early child development, especially child parent sort of development, where what kind of environment are you growing up in? What, what was your mother stressed? Was your father stressed? Were they constantly, you know, fighting, or were, were you poor, struggling for resources? All these things. These play a role, and he talks about ADHD, which is interesting because I believe that I had or have ADHD. I kind of tamed the beast a little bit, but it's like hyperactivity, attention is all over the place, you're hyperactive. What's happening there is that Gabor Mate theorizes is that you're under stress 
and let's say you're a baby and you can't make sense of these things, you can't fix the problems that your parents have or, or make sense of, of why they're behaving a certain way that is not quote-unquote normal. So what do you do? You suppress it. You avert your attention to something else. You adapt. So I thought that that was very, very interesting. I can't wait to listen to the rest of this podcast. And with the train whistle, I have pulled into my office. And I'm about to climb out and get that, crank that heat up. Look at my schedule. Kick ass and take names.